0: You're listening to The Creative Production Lab. The Creative Production Lab is an audio podcast produced by the University of Nebraska-Omaha's Chris Library. The Creative Production Lab is aimed at the University of Nebraska at Omaha's students, staff, and faculty of our academic community. But all projects, hints, tips, and otherwise, any information here is applicable to anyone interested in any creative activity or project we may be engaged in. For more information, go to library.unomaha.edu. Welcome back to part two of episode four of the Creative Production Lab. In part one, we covered the basics of working as a digital artist and how the CPL can at least get you started. Um, Part two, we're gonna cover some of the specifics of using web vendors and staying solvent. Oh yeah, so uh, in this, okay, so We'll Tied into CPL. Let's, let's actually let's just get into stickers, uh, while we're here and got at least a little bit of a, of a motion towards it. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, so, uh, what we do is like, let's say you've got a digital image you want to get turned into a sticker, and if you're in cam- or on campus or get access to us, we help you make a little PNG out of it or a PDF sheet, print it onto a sticker paper, and then maybe pass it through a crooked 15 20 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but That means we got to have the printer ready, the Cricut ready, the 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 materials on hand. Hopefully, they don't go bad by the time someone actually requests one, Uh, and then have to do all our library stuff. So we've got these like restrictions where you can only do two sheets of stuff at any given time. Well, we we literally just don't have the capacity to. We don't have the the space to dry them. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Thanks for reminding me that. Yeah, because if if people want fifteen to twenty sheets of stickers, where inside of the CPL could we put them? other than the floor of the entry area.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That we,
0: we can't. So often what we'll do is push people towards online commercial options or sometimes local one because I know Office Max can do stickers now, but, but they just print them on label paper. Yeah. Um, and then you can pick them up down the street. But online options are so much better than... For volume purposes at the very least. Like, yes, you just want five or six... Test stickers to see how they're going to turn out. Yeah, we can help you out in the CPL, uh, but online ones are significantly better options. And I will let uh, Shelby and Tiana talk about it because I, I, the what anything I would say, they're going to say better and they've got way more options on putting stickers out. Uh, so, yeah, hit
1: it. <laughs> yeah. So, enter Sticker Mule. Um, well, Okay, so for my stickers, I do them two different ways and I sell two different versions, really. Um, so I have a printer of my own that I just recently bought last year. Um, and even before then, I was still, I still kind of had access to um, either a laser jet or an ink printer at my parents' house or something like that that I could use and just pay for ink when I used it or something like that. But I will purchase my own... Uh, vinyl sticker paper um which you can purchase at michael's you can purchase at hobby lobby i'm pretty sure target and walmart might sell it um Mm -hmm. yeah um but i buy the vinyl sticker paper and then i go and i get um the self-laminating scotch sheets where you just kind of we have them in the the cpl that's how we put kind of like a a a sealant coat i guess you could say on top of the sticker um so that's the process that i've been using i actually just took the CPL process pretty much and then took it home with me. Um, So I'll design out a sheet of stickers, I'll lay it all out so that I can get the most, I guess most stickers on a sheet, print out as many that were ordered. And then, so for my sticker packs and stuff like that, that's how I make those. However, there's this um, company called Sticker Mule and um, I never buy from them like their full price packs, I never do that. But every week, um, depending on, you know, what kind of deals and stuff they have going on, um, every week or so they'll come out with kind of like a, a deal of the week. And they do a lot of different things. They'll do custom coasters, custom packing tape, custom stickers, custom, like a bunch of different stickers too. So like rectangular stickers, die cut stickers, they have holographic stickers um, and stuff like that too. Uh, and then they'll come out with a deal. Um, I think just recently, maybe a two, two weeks ago or so, they were having a deal on die cut stickers where if you, it was 20 bucks for uh, like 50 die cut stickers. And basically all you do is you just upload your your artwork that you want printed on a sticker and then they take care of the rest and they ship it to you. So I've done that a couple times. So when I want like really high-end stickers, Or, I want a design that I had been working on to go on like really premium weatherproof vinyl. I'll wait for one of those deals and then snag it, upload it, and then they'll send me the 50 stickers. And then that's what I put on my website. So, I have two versions of stickers really that I'm selling, you know, kind of like the fast ones that aren't necessarily water or weatherproof. You know, they're good for laptops and stuff like that, but your water bottle, the condensation might ruin them. Um, However, with the sticker mule ones, those are the ones that I push. Um, where I'm like, hey, this one is weatherproof, this one is waterproof, you can put it on a snowboarding helmet, you can put it on your, uh, you can put it on your laptop, you can put it on a water bottle, you know, and it's not gonna get ruined, you know, so that's kind of how I'm doing my stickers. I'm taking advantage of an, a third-party vendor as well as doing it on my own. And I feel like that that has kind of worked for me in terms of keeping my my costs really low and maximizing the profits that I get out of that. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, in my experience, it's almost the same as uh, Shelby's where when I started doing stickers, I was, um, I wasn't, uh, there's, there's stickers, I'll say, but I was using these, um, avery Avery avery.com Avery like Mm. that brand it sells all kinds of papers and stickers and blah blah blah. they have like a website that's completely free to like find download templates of their stickers and essentially i was taking the designs of like let's say round stickers i had and just taking their round labels i'd buy them from like walmart because they are very common at walmart they're just little glossy or matte ones um walmart or target and i'd print them onto there and um I really that was a really good way of maximizing cost and unfortunately drew wasn't here but um before i started the cpl actually i requested some help from him because i was doing what was it i think 2018 i did mohazine fest and yeah. i created a lot of really cute like chibi stickers of like different anime characters yeah and i was trying to print them on um the library printer this is <laughs> this is new CPL even did sticker printing, which makes me so mad. But, um, <laughs> I print them on the libraries like black and white or copy printers, not meant for printing fine art. I'll tell you that much right now. No, no, they're, mm. not they're at barely all. <laughs>
0: meant for printing anything, they barely I, were, they barely print. It's just,
2: it, it, yeah, yeah. I learned that the hard way because I was trying to print them. Um, I don't know a lot about printers, but they would not, and maybe this has something to do with the design as well. I have no clue. There was not a line on the circle template, no matter how I printed, no matter how I shifted them. I asked Drew for help, and he could—he tried, but you know, libraries is not a library. The printers suck. We all know that. So he could only do so much. Um, he has so much power in the situation, and so that's kind of what I went with. I—they're not super good quality. Um, I just sold them for a little bit, but then I found other other options, like. Um, I was trying to avoid using certain websites because I didn't want to pay the money. But, you know, you gotta, it's, 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 it can be a cost. Like Shelby said, there's like discounts, stuff like that. But I definitely just recommend investing in that. I know Shelby does like printing with like vinyl, stuff like that. I, I'm not going down that route exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I tried the labels. Um, I tried to go the cheap, cheap route and it was ugly. Let's leave it at that. So um, I actually use a website for both my stickers I've done so far. Um, because I'm like a, I like round, you know, stick stickers, stuff like that. But I just love die cut stickers. Like, I just feel like that's like the best design for stickers, especially for the kind of art that I do. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So I had, I can't do that at home. I have to do, I don't have a Cricut machine. I'm like CPL. CPL could offer you die cut stickers. Um, but I was not able to do that at home. So I use a website called sticker app and sticker app was like, I think they had cheaper prices back when I had first purchased from them, but they offer like vinyl which are weatherproof, dishwasher safe, waterproof, all those kind of things, like water bottles, like Shelby said, you can stick on your water bottle um, or stickers you can stick on your water bottle. Um, and that's kind of what I have been using. I it, it's, um, No no printing is foolproof. You always have some B and C grade stuff, stuff that has like some errors, stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of an issue if I had a sticker app a bit. I actually, when I first started kind of looking into sticker options, sticker meal was like the first one. And Sticker Meal was like, they have amazing quality. I haven't bought stickers of my own design. I requested like a free like pack of like the, they have like just different kind of stickers I offer. They just kind of send you mm-hmm. and I love them. They have like amazing quality. Um, unfortunately, the only thing about Sticker Meal that is um, not as appealing for me, um, and uh, maybe I don't know, <laughs> but um, from my experience using this and connect with other uh, creators who use like these platforms, um, I understand. I'm a person who likes to use brands that are like that morally aligned with me a bit, or just are maybe morally ambiguous. I don't know. But um, the CEO of Sticky Mule is like a raging Trump supporter, and Red. I'm like, oh, I hate that because they're so f- amazing. Oh, okay. I don't know if I can cuss on here. <laughs> but it's okay. We, ha- we
0: we have the technology to beep, and I'm think I'm gonna actually beep that. That'll be fun.
2: Ah, that'll be nice. Do like a funny like a clown honk or something. <laughs> um, I they are so great and like the fact they can offer like custom packaging tape and like that's amazing. And I was just like, wow, I love this brand. I want to use this, but unfortunately, our views online, so I can't. I have not used Sticker Mule, but I understand that many artisan creators don't have the capacity to do that. Some people may not necessarily agree with the the views of the CEO and that's fine Um, and they kind of have to use them because it's the best bang for buck and it's also amazing quality I I cannot fault you for that at all Mm. like it's amazing quality stuff Um, and maybe at some point um, I will have to seed and and use that uh, but um, for right now I've been using other websites like sticker app and um, I've had a pretty good experience of course there's always the small issue of certain things not aligning, certain dyes being kind of off-kilter. Some of your designs get a little messed up, but that's granted like, it's gonna happen anywhere. Um, And I know there's a website called Cat Print, which they mostly do art prints, stuff like that. They offer like a lot of customization options. If you know a lot of people who do anime conventions, I know they use Cat Print a lot um, and they have great quality stuff, but they also do offer custom, they can send you like custom packaging tape. So that was something that people were really, really into and wanted to find a different vendor for that.
1: Yeah. I know past
2: Cat Print um, did that. I haven't actually bought anything from them in a while. I only got one actual print or something made, but I would recommend them as well, um, just for like prints and not really stickers. Um, but in my experience of using websites to do online sticker printing, really, it's a really, really good investment. People love buying stickers. And um, in my experience, when doing physical in-person event before, you know, the panoramic, um, there was so so many people who love stickers they love stickers. people love just having some stuff to yeah on you know, a water bottle just on your put laptop. on anywhere yeah Mm-hmm. I, I recommend people invest in that and if you just need to get something really cheap and really fast Vistaprint is my go-to I used to I used to stay on Vistaprint's website I got bookmarks printed stickers printed cards printed business cards printed Cars. I wouldn't recommend business cards because those cards. are quality but oh. just everything. yeah
0: yeah, I've cards sitting sitting on a thousand cards. box of business cards.
1: Yeah, I use I use Vince to Print too for a lot of my like business related things. So mm-hmm. yeah, business cards and stuff like that. And they have they have really great prices. Um, oh, they're, they're they're great. I used them for printing my business cards and um, a couple of other just administrative things that I needed done. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, kind of kind of segueing into I think you mentioned prints. Mm-hmm. So we kind of covered stickers a little bit. I, um, so I use a website for my prints called um, Giclee Today, Ah, big thing. And they <laughs> really specialize in um, archival prints of fine art specifically. So like if you have like a painting, like a really heavily detailed painting or, um, you know, a drawing or something like that. They are, uh, they're really good. They have some, they have really great quality uh, for those prints. And another thing that I like about them is that you can literally customize to any size print that you want to order um, and they'll do it as long as it fits on their large format printer. So um, I do a lot of poster prints. Um, some of my, you know, most popular items on my shop are 11 by 17 prints of my work or even bigger than that 16 by 20s, sometimes 18 by 24s and i don't have the capacity to print that on my own i don't have a large format printer and um you know i know fedex is not going to be the best place for that locally especially in art recreation so i was complaining about this to one of my professors and she was like shelby let me put you onto something and i was like yes please and she was like hear me out gicle today and if you want they can send you some samples of the paper that they print on and everything like that for like five bucks and you can maybe get a couple printed just to see if you like it but that's who I go through and I was like okay so I went and I ordered the five dollar pack of paper they have a ton of different options for like paper types and stuff that you can print on they also do canvas prints too. You can have you can do the option of an unstretched canvas, or they will do a gallery wrapped stretched canvas too. Um, so basically, what I did early on, before I realized that they offered drop shipping, which I will talk about in a second, but um, I would once I would get an order in, I would upload the file to Giclee today, and then. Um, order that to my house, check the quality and everything of it, and then ship it to the client. Did that a couple times until I got a feel of like, okay, this company's pretty good. They know what they're doing, kind of thing. And I was, you know, familiar with the kind of quality work that I was gonna get from them. Then I discovered that they have drop shipping, which means that I can enter my billing address, but then a different address, and straight from their website, I can ship the order straight to the client and they'll take care of literally everything else and they keep it really low cost. So I I went ahead and I offer, I went through and I kind of experimented with um, the different sizes that I offer on my website to kind of determine like how much I should charge and then like what the actual cost of printing is. But anyway, for example, like a, um, I think it was like an 11 by 17 or like a 16 by 20 was like 19 bucks to get printed through them maybe a little more give and take in there Mm. yeah so they try and keep it real low cost because the whole point of that website is basically for what you and i are doing you know it's for art recreation for the purchase of prints and uh, shows and all of this other stuff so they're all about keeping it low cost for the artist um and yeah that is who i've been using for my prints and they will do so I can only do up to eight by tens in-house. So anything bigger than that, I go straight to them. And um, their customer service is great. They handled a little bit of a, uh, a problem that I had fairly quickly. Um, and uh, they, I think they do have an option for a chat on their website. So if you did have any questions, you could just kind of go straight to a live person, but that's who I recommend for fine art printing. I don't know if about digital art printing that seems like something I'm just like not versed in at all
2: Hmm. um well that's a really great resource first off I'm gonna look into that because um in my experience I um similar to Shelby I bought myself a printer um and I can only print to I don't remember what the size is I only like just to be safe I only print um in half by 11 or smaller yeah um because I don't Printer's going to be finicky sometime. Um, I bought a Epson EcoTank 2750 or 2650, I believe, a couple of years ago, um, mm-hmm. which I really recommend because EcoTanks are just really cool. I believe we have one at the Career Production Lab,
1: right? Yes, we yeah. do. EcoTank I have an e- rules. Yeah, I have an EcoTank, mm-hmm. too, that I just bought last year, and they are mm-hmm. phenomenal. They utilize ink to the best of their ability, and mm-hmm. um, it saves you a lot of freaking
2: money. Yes, and as somebody who uh, under as somebody who may like to purchase off-brand inks that are cheaper, um, EcoTanks make it possible to do that. Whereas more advanced um, newer models require cartridges that have a certain like sort of microchip in it, and mm-hmm. essentially, if you did not purchase the Epson brand of ink, they will not let you put it. They will not let you put it into the printer. So it's a if you want to finesse a little bit of cash uh, out of Epson and go ahead and invest in eco tank first off but um back to prints i currently print all of my prints and like trim them by hand with like a paper trimmer um i do all that um i just i keep doing it because i need to have prints fast i didn't want to have to waste or spend too much money on prints um i started out doing that because um there are websites like which i'll be mentioned that are great and offer great services but i just wanted to be able to have um a stockpile, so to speak, um, of certain prints. Our house already on hand, people want to purchase them. Um, and I didn't want to have to wait for a turnaround. That was my only issue with like ordering prints online, is the yeah. turnaround that comes with it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just print them myself. That's what I've been doing. Um, and it's great, but I'm starting to no- realize or learn more of the drawbacks of it. Um, aside from having to print them and process them all yourself and you know, trim them all yourself, stuff like that. And the woes that come with that. Um, having to do all that stuff yourself. It's, you have to have, a, or you should have a good understanding of like RGB and CMYK. And that plays into me being a digital artist. Mm-hmm. Um, most, most of my digital art um, exists on the internet, of course, or will just manifest on the internet. And so RGB colors are fine. Um, they show up great, they look amazing. And essentially that's great, but the computer lies to you because when you print, I, my, my printer is going to print in CMYK. And I love to use very bright colors, very vibrant colors, but CMYK doesn't necessarily replicate that exactly as I can see on my screen. So there's a drawback there. Um, Also, I done a bit of research into papers, stuff like that, and I stuck with the Epson brand. Um, I kind of took from CPL's book and bought like matte paper, matte presentation paper, glossy Mm -hmm. paper. I bought all the Epson brand stuff, and those print like great, but. Um, Again, colors can manifest differently depending on your printer settings, like the way you print it. Um, That can manifest differently based on the brand of paper you use and the quality of paper you use. So that's all an added cost would have an investment paper. um, And sometimes papers don't work out. Sometimes you're on the wrong side like me. So I have to use another piece of paper. Um, All that stuff costs money. And I would definitely recommend um, another website where you can kind of have that done buy another service um I currently don't do that but in the future I do plan on transferring that that work over and I bought the printer so I'm biting the bullet and I'm printing stuff myself for now but I do plan on trying another service in the future I have not done a lot of printing through other websites Um, like I said early on when I started my career and like printing my digital art I was using office max um Mm -hmm. and it was okay Um, the stuff actually looked like it was you know, look on the computer which is cool not necessarily meant for fine printing so i was getting it on like you know whatever flimsy matte or glossy pretty much matte paper um and it looks good if you're just looking for like you know baseline stuff um they can print stuff for you as far as, like trimming and other consultation stuff like sizing and resolution i don't know if they can really offer a lot of that um you want to like perhaps come into the cpl and 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 told us about that. <laughs> hey, okay, Ooh,
0: another hey, CPO plug. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab in on that one. So yeah, uh, you weren't all well, actually no. Uh, Shelby and Sean were there right when I started, and I brought in one of my studio printers to kind of like bridge the weird gap we had between the large format printer and folks wanting to do art prints. Um, and you're facing the the situation that I faced having run a studio for a while of buying a printer and recognizing how much can you make to break even and then giving up before <laughs> it, but yeah then giving it up before you like dump more money into inks or materials right. mm-hmm. just for mm-hmm. testing um mm-hmm. i was okay doing that because i had uh external funding by doing like d- digital stuff like by doing app development, right? Like I I had to do IT stuff in order to fund my art habit. Sounds like I'm doing heroin, but it it kind (laughs) of it kind of is. It turns into you got to recognize when there are other resources available so you can focus on doing your artwork, just making the actual thing of coming up with ideas finding your own style, drawing stuff, scanning it, getting it prepped out. And that's that's kind of where the CPL can come in, is we can show you wha- uh, the printing process, the struggles of it, help you with like, hey, this is what it'll look like on a matte paper versus a glossy paper. So you can either decide to get your own printer or seek out some of the online alternatives where we can't kind of meet your commercial needs, right? Um, that that's where I think the C- people see the CPL as a print shop, where we're explicitly not a print shop. In fact, the dean and the vice dean have said we never want to become the print shop for campus. We're here mm. to bridge a gap to get folks into their own processes. So one, you don't have to dump three or four hundred dollars into equipment just to learn. It's not not what you want to do. No, man, just come on in. We'll show you how to prep out a sticker on Photoshop we've got five or six different kinds of paper, an eco tank, a large format printer. And we can kind of like get the project into a position where you're like, okay, cool. Maybe I should seek external or, oh, this is perfect. Now my file is ready to send off to uh, a, a, a sticker mule or 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 cat print or something like that. Uh, or was it Giclee print or Giclee today?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, where we can get that bridge over to you where you don't have to, like Shelby, you were saying you, 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 you bought their paper pack and you did some test prints. We can help bridge that a little bit. So if you really want to dedicate to having print stock that you can sell for uh, a tabling situation, like, oh, Comic-Con or something like that, um, or just for selling on your own, we can kind of get you in there. And that's, that's, yeah, that's that CPL plug. When it comes
3: down to mm-hmm. it, the CPL is a, uh, is a place that we for to come for small, like there's specific projects that we can help you from beginning to end on, you know, laser cutting or a 3d project or, but more so the CPL is a place that exists for, um, assisting people in those projects so helping somebody that's getting that's like starting to sell their art uh come in and see all the different types of paper and print some stuff out and see what the heck each of them mean or come in and start to learn how to use some of the software or start or like or like one-off projects that you don't want to make investments in you know you can come in and use a lot of the stuff that we have but uh what Charles is talking about when it comes into it, it's a um the CPL is an assistance, not a print shop. So we'll assist you get to the point where you
0: want to be, but we can't like print everything and be a print shop for you. Yeah. And a, a way <laughs> I love to put it, and, and you all put it this it's like we, we're we're kind of a one we're a one-on-one help service. But here's a cool way to put it in reference to artists trying to make a, a dollar is we're a safe place you can fail cheaply or oh, yeah no cost. like help, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've helped out so many art students that are just like, uh, I'm desperate to get something either for the student art show or, oh my god, I, I got into a show I wasn't expecting, and they've got some new stuff that they're trying to get printed. Uh, well, they did it in 100% RGB, saturated all to hell with weird yellows that are <laughs> physically impossible to print with ink. And they for, for 85 cents, get that printed off, and then you can sit down with one of us and we can explain to you the colors you're using in this piece are not possible for printing here or, or, or many other places. So helping folks bridge that RGB to CMYK gap, explaining that your digital artwork is a fundamentally different thing than bringing it into physical space and then bridging that gap. That's right. I think that that from a perspective for for new artists wanting to get into this from a sales perspective is come to us we'll help you fail successfully.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, just the the amount of of I mean, not I I wouldn't necessarily say that I totally utilized the space in terms of like uh, like test printing or anything like that, but even just being there and learning how to use or the process behind printing stickers or, you know, what it takes um, to actually have a a file that is good enough for large format printing and stuff like that has been extremely helpful on so many different levels um, in my own practice, um, just because it was knowledge that I didn't think I was going to need, but ended up needing in order to make sure that I had quality products for for people to purchase, yeah, um, it's. I've learned so much just from just from being within the space and just from working there. Um, you know that has carried on. Oh, so many different times that it has overflowed or carried into you know the things that I am doing within my own practice, and I think that that is just one thing that people should really take away is that even if you aren't using it as a as a one-off print shop or as a or you don't really have anything to test but you want to know more and you want to know how you can do it like come in and ask questions like there are people who you know have experience doing it or at least can give you some guidance and push you in the right direction to kind of help you do that and kind of make what what you want out of what you're doing really
3: yeah For lack of a better term, I feel like knowing all that stuff puts you in a uh, good place for, like, quote-unquote negotiations, you know? So, like, when you go online and you're looking at all these different print shops that we talked about and they're talking about all this different stuff, if you know what they're talking about and you know what they're offering and you know what specifically is happening – at any of these places and what they're doing, then it puts you in a lot better place to know where you want to spend your money. What Mm -hmm. is going to be the best thing that you can skimp out on what you're going to have to spend money on. What's the best deal. Um, I don't know too much about art and art printing, but I come from a 3D printing world of somebody comes in and says, yeah, I want to start 3D printing stuff. I have no idea. And you come in and I'll show you, you show them the 3D printers and you go like, all right, this part right here, you really need to get a high quality of. This one, they're going to try to sell you a high quality thing. You don't need it. You can buy a $20 piece. You know what I mean? So puts you in, so knowing about all this stuff and learning about it and having some minor experience of, getting something printed of looking of like making some stickers of uh and everything like that with that immediate feedback of some working in the lab with somebody who generally knows what they're doing um puts you in a good place with good knowledge to quote unquote like to navigate and to negotiate your way through setting everything up and doing it on your own
2: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. just like what Shelby and Sean had said um just having that little bit of knowledge continue so far. In my experience, working at CPL and having to help patrons with their projects, I've learned with myself. I Google is an amazing resource. As you can tell, CPL, we will never, ever, ever, betray Google. <laughs> Google is a, a resource we use very, very often. And just having to have helped patrons um, and learning more about software and especially printing and having to use the printers, um, especially the inkjet printer we have, it's informed my own art practice and my own Ability to print my work at a higher quality. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: love it. I'm just, I'm just gonna have all future student workers. Like, if if you want to come in for an interview, just listen to this episode of the podcast uh, and determine whether or not you think you want to work here. So, thanks, everybody.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> God, I feel bad
0: for whoever's coming after us. Then, dang. Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm not looking forward to the next uh, six months to a year of having to. One, we've we, you're all gone. And I've got to replace everybody.
1: Oh shoot, I forgot about that. Yeah, we really yeah. are all yeah, gone. We're
0: we're one year out from um a, a clean slate. First Shelby, first when do you graduate?
1: Early, early fresh uh, May.
0: May see mm-hmm. Charles next year. I'm gonna be the only one left. D- mm. John, d- don't don't correct me by making me sadder. <laughs> oh. oh God. Here, that, that's where I'm like, okay. Maybe, I'll visit. Uh,
1: this, Don't worry. <laughs> yeah,
0: come come in and, and and chat. Um, oh man. Well, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see what we could do because here's the thing. Uh, there's a lot of talented people floating around that I think are just waiting to come into the CPL to figure out what's going on, and we just haven't met them yet because we've been closed for a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the helpful transition for us will be the fact that. We're still closed most of the way, at least through the end of fall of 2021. Um, so, oh. slow, oh, wow. slow. Yeah. So, that'll be two years of the slowest services possible of where we've already always been okay. in that weird catch 21 space of we're too busy because everybody knows about us, but nobody knows about us. So, we're not, we're, we're, we're growing. I mean, it, it's an oddball situation to be in when where we always need more people to help out and to expand but we keep finding out that nobody knows about us, which might be our saving grace because the instant this entire campus finds out what we do, um, or, hey, business majors, come listen to how we can help you access art folks to actually make your project succeed, um, we we may explode into a completely different building than the library, and then the library, Mm. we've got to compete against our bosses. That's it for part two of episode four, but stick with us. We've got a part three and we're going to cover some of the business basics of being a digital artist here on the Creative Production Lab. We'll see you again soon.